January 1952, Salford, Bedfordshire. He'd seen them twice before, and each time his curiosity was aroused. Arm in arm, the two women would come into the churchyard, place their flowers, and linger a while before leaving in the same discreet manner in which they had arrived. Today, they acknowledged him with a polite nod, then moved on, intent about their business. It was almost as if he was not there. In her own way, each of the women was beautiful. The taller of the two, who looked about fifty, had long chestnut-brown hair, grey in places, tied back with a ribbon, and lovely golden-brown eyes, a smart though ample figure, and softly rounded features. She walked with a stick with a silver-capped toe and made a striking figure. He knew they were headed for the headstone where the words, carved deep, read, Barney Davidson, 1890-1933, a man of courage, he made the greatest sacrifice of all. What had this man done to deserve such an accolade? What did the words mean, and who had ordered them to be inscribed? The older woman stroked the tips of her fingers over the dead man's name as she murmured, Oh, my dearest Barney. Her brown eyes glittered with tears. So much pain, he thought, so much emotion. Ben's discreet gaze went now to the younger woman. Smaller, with a neat, if slightly plump figure, her fair hair was bobbed to the shoulders, and even from where he stood, he could see that her pretty eyes were the deepest shade of lavender. In the early hours of this January Sunday in 1952, ditches and paths had run high with the melting remnants of a heavy snowfall. By midday the wind had heightened, and now, judging by the darkening skies, it seemed a new storm was gathering. Here, Chuck, here, boy, he said in a harsh whisper, and tugged on the leash, quickly bringing his dog to heel, setting off for the lichgate and home. He was only a few strides away from Barney Davidson's tomb, when the women too began walking on, an arm's reach in front of him. Slowing his step, he continued to follow. They were at the gate when the older woman slipped and fell heavily. Ben ran forward. Please, let me help. He gently hoisted her up, and when she seemed steady he let go, recovered her walking stick and handed it to her. Thank you. Her dark eyes appraised him. As you can see, I, I'm not as agile as I once was. A softer voice interrupted. Yes, Thank you, Mr... His warm gaze enveloped her pretty face. The name's Ben, he revealed. Benjamin Morris. Holding out his hand in greeting, he was pleasantly surprised and thrilled when she put her small hand in his, surprised because he found her grip firm and strong, thrilled because she seemed to hold on just that moment longer than necessary. The older woman gave a pleasant laugh. My daughter Mary has a strong grip for a little one, don't you think? It comes from gardening, Mary said shyly. A few years ago, our old gardener retired, and I persuaded Mother to let me have a go at the job. I love every minute of it. Mary's a worker, all right, her mother declared. When she's not up to her eyes in the garden, she works five days a week in her flower shop in Leighton Buzzard. Mary made an effort to divert attention from herself. 
Do you like gardening, Mr. Morris? I farm, he answered. I'm afraid there isn't a great deal of time left for gardening, or much else. Her smile was appreciative. In a way, farming could be called gardening only on a larger scale, don't you think? If you say so. When those lavender blue eyes beamed as they did now, her whole face seemed to light up. Well, I never. With a mischievous smile on her face, the older woman reminded them, There's me, badly injured, and you two exchanging pleasantries as if I wasn't even here. The pair of them were mortified. Oh, whatever am I thinking, Ben exclaimed. I'm so sorry. He'd been so occupied with the daughter, he had neglected the mother. I must get mother home. With her eyes still on Ben, Mary shifted closer to the older lady. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been here just now. She'd seen this stranger before, striding down the streets of Salford with his dog in tow, as she drove past in her van. She liked what she saw. Handsome, of manly build, with dark, expressive eyes, he seemed to be taken with her, and it was strange, but she felt oddly drawn to him. I'm glad to have been of help. He wondered how he could sound so calm, with his heart thumping fifteen to the dozen.